0: On this initial episode of the Pullman Proud Podcast, I sit down with Linda Enfranco. She's the executive director of the Pullman Regional Hospital Foundation. It's a timely sit-down since the foundation is hosting its annual gala early next month. But it also gives us the chance to discuss other foundation initiatives and the good that philanthropy brings. Hi, my name is Brandon Chapman. You can just call me Chappy. I choose to live in Pullman because I love Pullman. The city is far from perfect but it's been perfect for my family and me. On this podcast, I interview people because behind every business, organization, cause, or initiative is a person who works tirelessly to make this community the way it is. It's a person who helps make me Pullman Proud. The Pullman Proud podcast is brought to you by Sprouse Real Estate, where passion meets expertise. Meet Shiloh and Abigail Sprouse. Hello, I'm Shiloh.
1: And I'm Abigail.
0: Team Sprouse is a dynamic and successful married team of agents who uniquely blend dedication, attention to detail, and extensive knowledge for every client they serve. Licensed in both Washington and Idaho, send them an email, Estate at gmail.com. We thank Team Sprouse for their dedication to Pullman and for their sponsorship of this podcast. And back on the Pullman Proud Podcast, I'm your host, Brandon Chapman, and I'm so excited today because I'm joined by Lyndon Franco, the Executive Director of the Hospital Foundation here, Pullman Regional Hospital. Linda, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you, Brandon, for having me. Uh, I'm excited.
0: Well, I'm excited about something coming up which I've been to multiple times. And uh, as you know, I told you before, it just depends on some family trips coming up. But the, uh, the 17th annual gala is coming up and it's going to be Saturday, February 3rd at the SEL Event Center, which we've hosted it there many years. It's a great space. It's a big space, right? Which, which is uh, very helpful here in Pullman. And, um, and this year, like, like other years, it, it goes to support the highest needs in Pullman. So why would you be talking about this? Because you're the executive director of the foundation, and uh, and you are in charge of all of these philanthropic efforts you and your team have done a great job supporting the hospital and uh, so i would love to talk to you today on the pullman proud podcast about the gala and what are the highest needs uh, that we're talking about for this year
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Brandon, and uh, really, really excited that the gala is coming up in just a few short weeks. It's hard to believe that February 3rd is around the corner. So I just look forward to seeing everybody there and celebrating with us. And uh, yeah, so proceeds from this year's gala will be directed to our patient care expansion project. So in 2022, the Pullman community approved a $27.5 million bond to expand uh, patient care in our region. So this expansion project is a 45 to 50 million dollar, five year plus phased uh, project that includes a remodel, uh, an expansion, uh, a new medical office building on campus, and it will be funded primarily through the bond, um, grants, hospital operations financing, and of course philanthropy. So what's really exciting about the expansion is that it's centered around. Uh, the patient experience and access to flexible patient care spaces called uh, universal care units so these universal care units will allow for quicker rooming um, of a patient and give more flexibility to accommodate for surges in emergency uh, in post-procedural recovery and observation so uh, overall the hospital expansion is really delivering on the promises that were made to the community and to our patients. So um, more to come on all of this, we'll, we'll share a lot more at the gala, uh, but we also have the most up-to-date information on our website uh, at pullmanregional.org slash expansion. Okay. So really, really excited.
0: Let me see if I understand this universal, I, I wasn't planning on talking to you about this specifically, but the universal care uh, units or rooms or whatever you, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, so, so logistically, let's say somebody is, uh, needs a specific procedure uh, in, in right now, I guess, or in, in the days of yore or whatever. So you're like, you know, we don't have any beds for this. We've got these other rooms, but they're not suited for this, right? The, maybe these are, uh, you know, for, I don't know, uh, you're going to have an appendectomy in this room. <laughs> and these rooms are for something else, like uh, delivering a baby. And these rooms are for something completely different uh are is what this um intended to do to say okay but because they're all set up we, we modify we tweak something here and now boom you can do a whole thing right here with this room and by the way uh, this room it covers everything as well so there's no waiting there's uh or very little waiting there's the ability to just get in and get your stuff done a lot faster it's Am I hearing that basically overall correctly?
1: Well, I, I would say that the universal care unit is really addressing the trend from inpatient to outpatient. Okay. And so, you know, we are a critical access hospital. We have a 25-bed maximum uh, for inpatient care. So, again, the universal care care units will um, address uh, the use of those rooms. And, again, just really... Um, uh, meeting the needs of the growing community and accommodating for the different surges uh, that might happen on a particular day or a particular month, or you know, in emergency care and and surgical and surgical care, there again there is information about the universal care unit on the expense, uh the expansion webpage. I think a lot of people will have some uh, uh, questions around that because it's. Seems like a new concept. Um, so that's about all that I know right now around the universal care unit concept. But again, more information is found on the webpage and and we'll be, an, you know, an unrolling uh, or revealing a lot more about it uh, over time.
0: Yeah, it sounds like an into, uh, a logistical, intellectually superior concept mm-hmm. to me. To hey let's be efficient and let's give people the access they they need by the way uh let me just say that you're good at marketing because you've you've uh, drawn people to the website multiple times of right course. You, <laughs> yes you mentioned that so that's a really important thing because the information is there and accurate and and uh i think that's uh wonderful so so if the this year's highest needs are that i just would love for some examples uh, it doesn't have to be exhaustive over the 17 years of the gala but what are some examples of other highest needs that, you know, that have been, uh, been met through the gala? And, and the only one that I can always think of is the, the residency, medical residency program, uh, because those are ones that I've been at, and I feel, I feel very passionate about that. Like, um, I, I know that when my family came here, we felt very grateful to get a really good family med- medical doctors. Uh, Dr. Steve Hall has been our doctor. He's been fantastic. And I've always worried about being able to bring in more doctors and I know that the research shows that people practice medicine where they close to where they do their residency if not in the same place and so um, this has been something that I felt was important not just for my family but for the community so um, that's the only thing I have to go off of in terms of my recollection and I'm sure you can speak to maybe uh, you know a couple things that have been the highest needs of those years.
1: Sure, and you're right. The Family Medicine Residency uh, uh, Program was the highest need uh, for two years, so in 2020 and and in 2022. We were also raising uh, money for our electronic electronic medical record, uh, the Palouse Heart Center. Uh, Back in 2017, our highest need was around the expansion of same-day services. So just a variety of needs and services uh, where we were raising money for those areas uh, that really benefited those areas uh, through philanthropy and and funds raised at the gala. So yeah, just really excited again this year to uh, raise money around the expansion project. Last year, uh, our highest need was around the 5th OR in the post anesthesia care unit. Um, So just continuing uh, to raise money to to support what we need here at our hospital.
0: So I think my wife and I, we, we pair each other well. I'm more yeah. gregarious, outgoing. She's very lovely, very nice, but she's more reserved. So when we go to the gala, I love like, going around and mingling with everybody. She likes all the examples of the technology that we have because she also works in surgery. So she nerds out in that room yeah. <laughs> and I'm out right. with everybody else. So, and then we, at some point we look at our watches and oh, I should probably go find my spouse, right? That's that's the gala to us. But uh, for somebody who's never been there before, what can they expect? Because obviously I've just revealed that there's a space where new technology is shown. And, but from the time that they get there, they come in the door, Uh, what can they expect at the gala?
1: Yes, so the, the gala really is a night of elegance, but it's also a night of celebration. So when people ask me, you know, what can I expect at the gala, it really is a time where we're celebrating what we've already accomplished, but then also celebrating our vision for what's to come in the future. So it's a really important time for all of us to also recognize the generosity of our donors and acknowledging the impact uh, that they've made through their engagement and, and investment to Pullman Regional. So again, it's just an opportunity for all of us to come together, socialize, you know, maybe see friends and neighbors who we haven't seen in a long time, uh, come together, network, eat good food, you know. Um, have some some good beverages and celebrate this amazing hospital that we have here in our community so we'll have a wine and beer tasting we'll have a a great carving station catered by Fork in the Road Uh, we're gonna have a heartwarming patient story and then of course lots of music and dancing in the end so I again I would just encourage everybody if they haven't been to one come this year and and witness it for yourself
0: there's always a heartwarming story, by the way. All you got to do is put the soft music to it, and yeah. it just, yeah, absolutely. I also wondered when you said, have a good beverage, but you got to it. You said the wines and the beers will be there. So That's right. What is your beverage of choice, if I may ask? What is the mine?
1: Oh. We are working, oh, well, so. Well, you know. I am working. So when I'm working, I tend not to indulge in my, in my beverage of choice. But when I'm at an event, yeah. a nice glass of. Pinot Guigio, oh, Salt Blanc, oh my. you know.
0: Okay. Just, so it is an elegant event until I show up, basically. You need to come. <laughs> I, need I've to absolutely come. loved it. Again, the, so you mentioned 2020 and 2022 as years for the residency. That's why it stood out to me because those are the last two years I went, Okay. right? I love the dance floor, okay? And I'm not somebody who really is a dancer. Uh, certainly I don't know that anyone wants to watch me dance, but I let loose out on the dance floor and I have a good time and I did see some of the pictures from that. My wife loved seeing that, you know, that we were on the the website. Uh, after and it was just a lot of fun. So I think my wife likes it because I actually do dance. I mean, <laughs> look,
1: we're, we're all busy during the day, right? So many of us, we're working inside the home, we're working outside the home, we have other commitments, we have busy lives. So if we're able to take one night mm-hmm. and just celebrate, uh, you know, Pullman Regional Hospital, see our friends, and then get on the dance floor mm-hmm. and I- just have I've never fun. seen Sam Dial let Why loose
0: uh, as much as on the dance floor. So there you go. It's
1: great. It's great. It's um, fun.
0: Oh, well, that's yeah. wonderful. And and the Boy Scouts don't valet park your car, right? I mean, I want to make sure that your car is going to be safe, right? Your it's, car will okay. be safe. <laughs> Perfect. i don't
1: know i don't know if we i don't we haven't had the boy scouts you valet our cars you don't yet. have to
0: take that but bait, you know by we can look way. into
1: that brandon i just
0: remember being a boy scout one time and we valeted some cars and let's just put it this way it didn't turn out very well uh you also mentioned the good food having good food and uh i've always experienced good food but it is a little different this year you said there's a buffet so instead of the normal plated dinner uh, I think there's going to be a lot of options and uh, you know, maybe a significant amount of food for somebody who, rather than pack away a, a wine, they want to eat a little bit more.
1: Absolutely. So come hungry. Come with an appetite. Uh, like I said, Fork in the Road is, will, will be uh, uh, catering it. It will be a served buffet with carving stations, um, oh. beer and wine Love tasting a featuring a Paradise Creek Brewery, Coulter's Creek, Five Star Cellars. So, yeah, That's lots amazing. to indulge in, yeah, and now, good desserts
0: too. Oh, there's always good desserts. Yeah, uh, it had been a while since I saw Stephanie Pearson when I came in. I saw that she was here, uh, director of annual giving, and um, she's somebody that I always see at the gala and puts a tremendous amount of time into the gala. But talk about your team and the you know the good work that goes on behind the scenes, uh, and what does it take to just like bring something like this together? Because it's not it's no small event.
1: It's no small event, and I think anybody who puts on an event of any size knows how much work uh, goes into it and so I first Um, and foremost want to acknowledge Stephanie Pierce, uh, my colleague, Director of Annual Giving, here at the foundation who does an amazing job, uh, an amazing job with all of the details, all of the logistics, uh, the programming, just all of it from soup to nuts in in, uh, making this event a successful one year after year after year. And then with Stephanie, you know, uh, are the Gala Committee members who show up every week and roll up their sleeves and they get to work right so um it's it's you know stephanie the gala committee members our sponsors uh who commit you know to sponsoring the event every year for us our marketing team who does an an amazing job promoting uh the event for us and of course you know the foundation team here so stephanie uh derek becky uh it's 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 a community of people who come together uh, to make this one of the best events of the year. And so I just want to thank all of them and our board members, right, who just work tirelessly um, to make this the best that it can be. And so just I, I appreciate the hard work of everybody and um, you know, and it's not just the night of and then you wake up on Sunday morning and yeah. it's, it's done, right? There's so much follow-up and just closing everything and wrapping everything up. So, mm-hmm. again, it extends, you know, even a few year, a few weeks beyond uh, the event uh, before it's officially closed. And sure. then we're already planning for next year. So um, I believe that. Yeah, and, yeah. and
0: I know, so here's how I know that that's, that's true is because, uh, you know, when an event's done and you just decide, okay, I'm done, thank goodness it's over... Uh, then what happens is the next year doesn't really get any better. And I've seen that it, it seems to get better. Well, that usually is because after the event, those two weeks, you actually have the meetings, the postmortem. You discuss what, what went well, what, what maybe didn't go well, or what what was okay, but would it be even better if, you know, next time. And, and then it, it really, you've got a plan. And then even if you do take a small break, or don't work as intensively, those go very well into that next year. Like that, to me, is pretty evident that you're spending the time right after, and that shows fruit later. That's right. right, right. So that's amazing. I, I'm glad that, um, you know, You know, I will say this about the marketing. Uh, here's how I know marketing is doing the job on the gala, because there's no way you can't find out about this, right? That's right. It, whether you go or you can't go, uh, I've, I've received things in the mail. I've received the emails. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not spam. Social media. No, because yeah. they they seem to do a really good job of doing the right message at the right time in the right way. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I think they're doing their job, and and the brand awareness is is there on the gala. So yeah, kudos to everybody. Excellent. Kudos to I agree well. with you.
1: Yes, and I and jeez, I I thank them so much yeah. for the work that they do. It's a partnership and one that we really, really value. So uh, yeah. And yeah. it's
0: not just this, it, um, it, is, uh, it includes the other events that you do. And, and one of the questions I wanted to ask was, was around um, all of the events you do, because you're not putting all of this philanthropic effort that you do into one event. You have multiple events. I'd love to talk about two of the main ones. I'd love to talk about the golf tournament, um, which I'm terrible at, and, and also the fifth quarter rally. Please tell me about those because I think they make a huge difference here to our community.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, other events include the Golf Classic. So that also supports the hospital's highest needs. We do have the reputation of it being the most fun golf tournament on the Palouse. I've done other ones. Uh, It is the most fun. (laughs) We really do have fun. Yes. So we're always – and and we always have perfect golf weather. So it's, you know, July. Who doesn't want to be – on the Palouse in July, right? I mean, it's just a great time of year, so. I don't want to um, be on
0: the Palouse some Decembers or Januarys when there's, you know, but, July, but oh, July, I love it. I'm a sun guy, I should be living in Arizona, truthfully, but but I love it, it's perfect golf weather. Yes,
1: yeah. so more information about the golf tournament is also on our website, so um, uh, take a look there. And then, you're right, Brandon, we have our fifth quarter rally, so that supports our regional high school athletic training program, um, and that's a program that started Um, from the vision of Dr. Tingstad. So we have certified athletic trainers at four of our regional high schools in uh, Colton, Palouse, Potlatch, and Pullman. And so these athletic trainers are on site at the high schools uh, to rehabilitate, um, assess, treat sports-related injuries at no cost to the families. So this is a program that we're really, really proud about. It shows the partnership that we have with the community. Uh, The athletic trainers are just awesome. I mean, they're more, they're athletic trainers and role models and leaders uh, for those students. So the students really have just an even larger support group uh, at their schools and in their lives. So in addition to, you know, their teachers and administrators and parents, they have the athletic trainers who are there to also, you know, talk to them and, and be those role models that we all need. So the fifth quarter rally takes place every year in August. Uh, the past several years, it's it's been at the Red Barn Farms in Colton. Uh, our board member, uh, Ty Meyer and his wife Kay, uh, hosted for us um, at their place. And it's in extraordinary venue. Um, last August we raised uh, about $82,000 uh, for the athletic training program. really proud about that. So again that will happen in August. Uh, check the web page um, for more details as we get uh, closer to that event. But again, really really proud of that partnership and uh, looking forward to more successful events this this year around golf and fifth quarter. So it was fun, and so you, who doesn't like to go to an event in yeah. a barn? I was going to say, and obviously, if so the beautiful. weather is
0: good in July, it's also good in it's August. It's also great in like, August,
1: that's right. You
0: know, out in Colton Uniontown, because that, that's where you mentioned, um, I, I told you this before, but Kai Shishiki is an athletic trainer out with the, the high school there in, in Colton, and, and uh, when we moved here to Pullman, he was our next-door neighbor, he and Mia, uh, that were just great neighbors, and Kai has done nothing for years but speak very highly of the program and, the, and he, the, his love for the kids is, uh, is evident, he wants them to succeed, he wants to obviously help them get back on the field, pitch, court, whatever it may be, uh, rink, no we don't have a rink in Colton, uh, Uniontown, but uh, well they probably do have a body of water somewhere that's frozen over in the winter, but, uh, but he not only wants them to, to be able to get back out there and he's helping them, but he wants them to just succeed and I think he sees the big picture. And he has said that this, this fifth quarter rally is amazing. He said that he loves athletic training. So in terms of ambassadorship of this, I've heard it not just from the hospital foundation, which is supposed to be talking about a fundraiser event, but like from the ground level, like somebody yes. who's seen it like firsthand. And that to me is so meaningful, right? And so I just, I, I thought I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, that, that an actual athletic trainer that takes part in in this has said this is amazing
1: oh yeah and Kai is awesome and awesome. it's funny because when I, when I talk to Kai about his experience as, as a trainer in Colton you know he has students who he helped years ago who he still um, is in touch with today so they'll call him if they have some sort of injury you know he's their, mm-hmm. their go to person so again those relationships are just really really important and that's all part of you know what this program is all about
0: yeah. I, i've I've heard from students who had classes that he taught uh, in athletic training with the College of Education on campus and they didn't necessarily have him as their athletic trainer in high school but even whether it's classroom or on the field they said oh he made a huge difference in in my ability to see the the whole picture on athletic training and it's not it's not just ankle taping you know and I know that that's a very derogatory image that they're trying to get away from just a cliche image because It is a a personal relationship you know that they have in athletic training and and uh it's it's a very vulnerable position that that a lot of these high school athletes are in and 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 of course fiscally for families i think you mentioned i mean it's very important right to be able to to give them these opportunities so i i just think it's wonderful it's a it's a great thing to raise money for Uh, and again you mentioned it it's in a barn in august so that's great. in August.
1: <laughs> it's so fun, and and the one other thing I want to add about the uh, regional high school athletic training program is that uh, it is uh, it does fast track uh, student athletes who need to be seen uh, at at our uh, orthopedic center of excellence, and they can also, you know, if they um, need to see Doctor De Fleming or Doctor uh, Doctor Fisher, you know, if they have a tooth knocked out or uh, or Doctor uh, Goodrich um, hit their office. So they are partners. Who are um, part of this program with us so I just want to acknowledge that as well
0: yeah I, I remember doing the um, the golf one July and I was on Scott Adams team he was yeah you know still uh, at the hospital as the CEO and and uh, I spent so much time fishing my ball out of the water or out of the rough or whatever and Scott of course is one of the most gracious individuals you will ever meet he never said a, a, a a bad word about it because you know in that it was a scramble and we always took the best ball anyway. Yeah. I was never the best ball. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Yeah. Um so what what about I think this is a really important you mentioned getting involved and um and with philanthropy, with financial donations, um I mean there's there is a need to fund these these amazing programs, right? whether it's athletic training, whether it's the you know, medical residency, whether it's the um, universal uh, care units, care unit. mm-hmm. um, but not everybody is in a place financially that they can give right now right to do this. Uh, whether or not they have a spirit of giving, whether or not they're willing to you know, put you into their estate plan or whatever, maybe right now they're not necessarily in a position. So how can somebody get involved if they're not in that position to, to give good currency, like straight cash right now?
1: That's a great question, Brandon, and I'm so glad you asked because there are so many ways that people can get involved and support uh, the important work that we do at the foundation. And so I would encourage people who just want to learn more about what we're doing uh, to contact us. I love, why I love doing what I do in fundraising uh, is building those relationships with people in the community and people who support uh, what we're wanting to do. So everybody has a great story. So mm-hmm. I, I just get a thrill, you know, meeting new people and learning more uh, about them. And I, you know, through that, I learn more about myself, right? So I would just encourage people to, you know, contact us if they wanna learn more, but also, you know, follow us on, on social media. You know, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram. Follow us there. Sign up for our e-newsletter. Um, be an advocate for what we're doing. I mean, if if you know, this is our hospital. This is my hospital. This is your hospital. This is this is our regional hospital. And so, be an advocate for it. Be a connector. You know, if you know somebody right. who may have an interest in the athletic training program may have an interest in our expansion project may have an interest in wanting to support the residency program or learning more about one they may want to be an ambassador uh, for the residency program let us know right so be a connector Um, there are so many ways and and each of them are so important you know for us to really raise the bar on quality health care so again there there you can be a volunteer at an event um you if you're interested in maybe serving on a board just let us know you know how do you want to be involved if you just want to you know get a taste of of what we do there's just an array of of ways that we can do that so um our door is always open Mm -hmm. and we just want to be a really really good resource uh, for the community and so yeah I Again, I, I welcome that, and I welcome people to, to contact me.
0: Now, I'm going to ask something along those lines that I I feel is going to be seen as a leading question, and I think I know the answer to this. Sometimes it's not I have no money, uh, I but maybe I have a little bit of money, and and so put a paw, put a pin right there. I got a I got a uh, an invitation to give once to a political candidate. I Got the little card. You know, this is very important. Help give and there was a $5,000 slot this is just a political candidate 1,500 or other it said I'm like you know I've got it's not that I won't give it's just I've got 40 bucks that's what I can give and I gotta put it in that other category to me it felt like well these are the important ones that we want and other this is all on me I'm sure it wasn't on them but I felt like they're not gonna care about this it's 40 bucks right but let's say somebody it's not that they can't give but they say, you know, I, I can give a hundred bucks. I can give a hundred bucks to the athletic training program. It's not a lot. Uh, do you guys frown on a hundred bucks? Do you guys judge them for a hundred bucks?
1: Never, do you never, judge them for never, 20 bucks? never. No, I if don't. If somebody judge gave
0: five bucks,
1: Brandon put it this way.
0: See, I knew we the answer all, to this question.
1: We are people work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, people may not have the discretionary uh, income to do much more than donating a dollar five dollars ten dollars every bit matters um collectively I don't want to get emotional here but you know the impact of people's giving at any amount really really matters and so I don't care if somebody gives 25 cents 25 dollars 25 thousand um it all matters because it's 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 coming from um, their passion uh, for the cause, and I want it to be meaningful to them. So when when people give to the hospital, it has to be uh, a meaningful gift to them. And then we share with them the impact of that gift, right? And that's... um, That's really where, I mean, the meaning and the meaning behind it uh, comes from. When people see the difference that they're making uh, with the gift uh, that they've made, uh, it really, really does matter. And so, um, again, it's the generosity of this community. This community is incredible. And I've been living in Pullman now for 24 years, uh, and this past year I just – celebrated my one year anniversary with the Hospital Foundation. And I am truly overwhelmed by the, the generosity of the people who live here. People care about this community. Um, and it is an honor, honestly, for me to be in the role that I'm in. And so everybody's support uh, is valued and appreciated. And I just, I just want to convey that because I am not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I never have been a salesperson. You don't come across as one? It's not, it's not what I do. I want people to give because they believe in the cause, and they're passionate about it in some way. And, and they, want to, they want to make a difference in their community. And we all want to have a, a great hospital uh, You know where we live. And so um, I just want it to be more of a transformational experience than a transactional experience. That's what really, really matters to me. Uh, and it's about the relationship building. You know, it's about getting to know the people in our community and the people who support what we're doing, uh, building on those relationships and building on the trust. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's, that's what's really, really important to me um, is just making sure that uh, people feel like they're partners, In what we're trying to achieve together Um, and then all you know the rest of it comes the money comes you know but it's about building the relationship building the trust telling our story um and if you know if it resonates with people in some way great and then we just go from there
0: i like i said i i knew what the answer would be yeah i didn't mean to make it sound like a leading question i I mean, I felt good about giving my 40 bucks to the political candidate. I don't think they gave two hoots about the 40 bucks. But I knew, I knew, like for the Hospital Foundation, I knew it would matter. Yes. No matter what that amount was. Mm-hmm. it's I, I don't think this this would have to be a, a religious statement to say that um, I've always been inspired by the story of the widow's mite, right? It's what you have, and it's something that I feel strongly about, and so therefore I'm going to give, right? And I knew, I knew if somebody mailed you a dollar, you'd be... Uh, probably very uh, taken aback by that. Right? So I appreciate. And you
1: thank, 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 and thank because again. You knew it mattered. It matters. And it's what people, again, everybody works hard. And um, whatever amount that they feel, you know, they're ready to make at that time, mm-hmm. it is so appreciated right. by all of us, not just by me but by the entire team. And, and yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about my <laughs> colleagues at the hospital. This is an amazing place. And the commitment that people have here to, an exceptional, um, to exceptional healthcare, to providing the best patient experience. Uh, it, yeah, it's just apparent. And again, I'm just honored to be here and grateful uh, to be part of this team and, 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 you know, and this organization.
0: Let me ask you, I've got two more questions. One, because congratulations on, on making it a year here. Um, what led you to this point? Like, how did you come to the hospital? What's uh, a, just a brief description of your career path?
1: Yeah. So I've been in fundraising for over two decades, um, higher ed at Washington State University. Go Cougs. Go, Cougs. Go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> Go cooks and go bees. I always got to throw that out there because just we're... again, that was another amazing experience, and I learned so so much about philanthropy and fundraising and all of it. And um, uh, I don't know. I just started thinking about you know healthcare fundraising. Like, what is that all about? And uh, I think I'm ready to to just kind of explore you know what that means. And you know, my son is is a student at WSU. He's a pre med student, and he would come home and share. All of uh, these bits of information about medicine and and um, and science, and it just got me thinking about about healthcare fundraising, and so the opportunity opened up, uh, and I applied, um, and you know, fortunately, they picked me. <laughs>
0: so. I, I think we're very fortunate as well. I, I feel like anybody who does a good job. Uh, should probably even if they're doing great should probably set the organization up to have success when they leave Scott Adams did an amazing job taking it from where it was to where it is uh, had he done a poor job then then his predecessor Matt Forge could not have come in day one and picked up the ball and move forward because you gotta clean up messes first right uh, I thought when Ruben was here I thought he did an amazing job in so many so many ways uh, I think a credit to that is that you're able to come in, pick that ball up, and then keep moving forward. Um, So I think we are actually the ones that have been blessed to have you Uh, in this spot.
1: Thanks, Brandon. Okay, I
0: didn't tell you I was going to throw you this, but this is the Pullman Proud podcast, so let me end on this. What makes you Pullman Proud?
1: Oh, the people. The people. Um, This is a special community. Um, And I've learned... Uh, this past year, I've met so many people in this community, and there's so much happening here that so so many of us might not even know about, right? There's there are a tremendous amount of entrepreneurs and artists and scientists and medical professionals and researchers and um, just so many different talents and skills that make this community vibrant. Um, and just a, 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 a place that I'm so proud to call home. Um, so, yeah, but it's it's the relationships and it's the people.
0: All those amazing people here in Pullman, plus me.
1: <laughs> oh, you are. You are awesome, Brandon. Thanks uh, thank for all you. that you do. I appreciate uh, that. For, for our community, yeah. really.
0: I just, I feel very strongly about community, and we chose to come back here. I mean, uh, it was not... And I've told my boss this is not this is uh, he knows this. I did not look to come to WSU and end up in Pullman. I I actually knew I wanted to move to Pullman with our kids, and then we started looking for a job uh, on this location. So uh, love Pullman, and uh, in you know in a past life when I was involved in some city uh, political things, uh, I remember saying Pullman is it's far from perfect, but it's been perfect for us. I really feel that way, and. And uh, our shortcomings, and they are, they are many, right? That's, that's what we do. We work toward improving those. And I think the people are fantastic. So that's why we're here. I've told my wife, if, if WSU ever wises up and fires me, I'll sell plasma <laughs> to stay here. That's, that's the, the honest truth on that. So
1: We're lucky there. you're here. Ah, I appreciate that. We're lucky you're here.
0: Uh, well, the Pullman Proud podcast, Linda and Franco, the executive director of the foundation, a phenomenal job in that role, even more phenomenal human being. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much, Brandon. This was great. Really enjoyed talking with you.
0: I thank you so much for listening to the Pullman Proud podcast. What makes you Pullman Proud? Would you like to be on the podcast? Or do you know someone who you think would be a great guest? Email me, pullmanproud at gmail.com. Now let's all do something today to make our community even better.